0: This episode of the Infamous Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up InfamousPodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer, Star Trek Discovery. I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infospodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this is no Jedi. This This is Black. Is a Sokotano. No, it's a Sokotano. It is Black Friday while we're recording. But it's a Socotano <laughs> Friday. Um, let's be honest. That's that's what we're here to talk about. That's what uh we love. And uh yeah, so man so okay, just real quick, we're talking Mandalorian this week. We've got we've got a ton of news. Um we've got News about The Expanse um, Season 6 coming. We've got news about who's replacing Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beast because we can't seem to stop covering that story. Uh, Titans Starfire has her new clothes. Um, then there's something I found on Twitter from the Star Wars story group that I wanted to talk about uh, that was really interesting. And then to get ready for The Expanse Season 5, which starts in three weeks... Um, we're gonna do some character studies. So this week we have Holden, uh, James Holden versus the captains. So we're gonna talk about Holden versus some of the other like famous Starship captains and in in nerdness. Uh, and then we're gonna give our review for the Mandalorian.
1: This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So how's it going, man? Having a good week? Yeah,
1: pretty. I had awesome. I had a I, I worked a little bit today. Not, yeah. Not to not not anything too difficult. Had to take a quick stop at Kroger before we um, got on air. So, pretty good day. Had a good day yesterday. Went against the grain for Thanksgiving. Made yeah. my uh, lasagna. Nice. Which, See, gotta I gotta admit, it was pretty good.
0: I, I don't like Thanksgiving food. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I, I don't like Thanksgiving food. I don't like turkey. Um, Mashed potatoes are fine. I like sweet potatoes, but, like, I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like um stuffing, like, I try not to eat bread, so you know
1: cranberry sauce is not good for to me. Yeah. I I've
0: never liked it. Growing up, it was one of those things I'd say hard. I would always say hard pass. So I, I normally send out um a graphic with my Happy Turkey Genocide Day um greetings to everyone. This year I didn't do that just because I thought you know that might be just some people might like think that's weird, um if they're not with their families or something like that. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it funny. I, maybe because I was in
1: the kitchen for
0: most of the afternoon,
1: but I actually didn't send out, you know, I sent it out to my family, but I usually send stuff out to, you know, I sent it out to you. But yeah. Like my other group of other, pe- other friends, I, I didn't send anything out and I yeah. didn't realize that until I was talking to somebody today and it's like, Oh yeah. I'm forgot to send you something. I mean, like to they send didn't say anything, but, but I did not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was going to send you something, but, but yes, but I was busy. (laughs) Um, but no, it's just, you know, it's one of those things I think with, uh, with everything happening with the global bastard and all of that, it's just like, whatever. Um, but yeah, so getting, getting down to, to business, um, the expanse is coming back for season five, but we got a, a, uh, some news from deadline that it has been picked up for a sixth and final season
1: which this news for me and we'll talk it was a little bit bittersweet
0: uh it is and so i think you and i are on different sides of this because i'm actually right. okay with this but um the other news that goes along with this is Kazanvar is not coming back uh which i think is bullshit absolutely so if you guys don't know cas anvar plays alex kumel the the pilot of the rosinanti the literal heart and soul of the crew yes the literal heart and soul like without him these are a bunch of pirates <laughs> yeah speak, yeah speaking of lasagna right know,
1: it's homemade you know, yeah
0: it, it, it the, the cheese is soy the meat is soy but the mushrooms are real um. <laughs> anyway, there was. It's one of my favorite lines when they were when the documentary crew was there. But so he faced a bunch of um, misconduct allegations over like, was it? I think it was last summer. I don't know if it was this summer. It's 2020. has been a, a messed up year. Um, yeah. But so they've decided not to have him back, even though there's never been any like arrest or proof. Or, you know, I mean, it's not like the guy's Harvey Weinstein where he's out there, you know, Yeah. but so and, and, and it's all allegations. So it's just really strange that they've done this.
1: Um, and it's it's one of those things like there are certain, you know, some DMs from Twitter. Again, Twitter. We've talked about Twitter before. D- how Twitter is just needs evil. To,
0: just delete your Twitter. Twitter account. needs
1: to burn in a fiery hell and never come back again.
0: Anyway, but um, so. yeah. So, you know, I mean, like, was he creepy with some of the stuff he did? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Does that yeah. mean he should lose his job? No, I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But I yeah, don't, I, I don't think so. But, yeah. um, anyway, I, I think one of the issues is like one of the writers from James S. A. Coney, Comey, Comey, uh, because it's two people, is a total like SJW, mm-hmm. and and I think he was behind all of that, like getting getting him not to come back because. He very much like overreacted and instead of saying hold on let's wait and figure out what's going on let's not just like jump down the throat of the heart and soul of our show let's you know do this but all right moving on <laughs> so see season so so the expanse is currently eight books with the ninth and final book coming out in 2021 um which I think was also delayed because I think that was supposed to come out uh in December of this year yeah. I think uh, it was. But what so what? There, what happens is like, I don't want to spoil anything. But there, there's, there's a definitive like kind of end at the end of book six, and then books seven, eight, and nine are a giant time jump forward, and it it, it changes the story. It changes kind of the the focal point of the story because of something that happens, and. I love it. I think books six and or I think books seven and eight are probably two of my favorite.
1: Yeah, they are for me too as
0: well. Um, But I'm glad they're not going to necessarily age up the characters that are in the book to the TV show. I'm thinking maybe what they do is they wait like four years and they come back and they're like, you know, the expanse Laconia or whatever. And, and they do it that way. Um, where maybe it's some of the same actors, maybe it's none of the same actors. It's just older, uh, older actors who look like them. That's a great way to give older actors some really meaty roles to dive into. Uh, but I'm I'm actually okay with this.
1: So when I said it was bittersweet, it's not that I think the story. Hold on, dude. For those listening, my cat is trying to get onto the mic. So, but. <laughs> It's it's it really depends on how the next two seasons. So when I say bittersweet, is because I do want to see the whole expanse take place. Mm-hmm. However, with that being said, I do think there is, like you said, there is a definitive end to book six. So if they play it right, I would be one hundred percent fine, in the sense of from a narrative standpoint. Of course, I want more of the expanse. Yeah, but if they end it right, if if this season five comes goes right and Season six can at least, you know, make it into port even without Cass, Mm -hmm. then I'd be happy. And so that's where I'm, you know, I'm not like overly like all this sucks way. Well,
0: but I think Alex is like, you know, minor spoiler. Alex is a really important part of what happens in the later books. So without him, like without Cass in that role, like... I mean, we saw what they did to Arjun Avas- Avasarala uh, when they recast it. And the person they recast it with was a douche. Like, he turned yeah. he turned uh, Arjun into a giant douche who he was this caring person. And, you know, that it, at the point in that story, um, Arjun and, and, you know, Madam Secretary there were having lots of issues. Christian uh, were having issues, but, like, he was never that way and he was never this overly aggressive like thing and and they cast like a much younger man and it was just strange because it was like and they didn't explain it and and it was really off-putting because it was like who is this guy it wasn't like aunt viv when they replaced her on on fresh prince with a completely different looking person um it it was you know you knew who that was it was just i don't know man i didn't care for it it. and a lot of people that way i'm sorry i'll talk now.
1: Yeah. It took me a minute to realize who the guy was. I'm like, is this an advisor? Because the way he was talking, it. And again, I think I did read that Brian—I forgot his last name—the mm-hmm. one that originally played Arjun was busy.
0: Yeah, he wasn't able to to come back.
1: So, but the, the the decision to cast this, and again, there's nothing against the the act the new actor in the sense of him being an actor. No, but the role of Arjun, he was totally miscast. Mm-hmm it really took me out of their whole relationship like to be honest and i i lost a little something with her story with him being just such a different character than what he should have been
0: well and i thought the way they took it they took like i hate saying this but they took some of her agency away um because she is such a badass powerful character um you know, if if you guys are looking, if you haven't watched the Expanse, and and you know to to the the ladies who are listening, who are looking for like female representation of like just strict badassness, uh, yes, Christian Amasolara one, uh Karamina Drummer two, yeah, on on the show on the show in the book, like, I mean, Naomi's a badass too, but in the book, Naomi's a much better character in the book than on the show. Um, and, and that has nothing to do with Dominic Tipper. She's amazing. It's just kind of the, the way they've handled her story. Um, again, I think someone who, who they've taken a little bit of the character's agency away from in the, uh, in the show versus the book. Um, but, no, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I actually like it when they announce that a show is going to end and, you know, that, that it, it has that logical stopping point.
1: And, yes, and I will say that, yeah, anytime a show can plot for its end, it's going to be better.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah,
1: in this regard, again, I think losing cast is going to be a huge blow. Mm-hmm but hopefully like i said you know it might be like uh, the razor crest hopefully it can get into port
0: <laughs> yeah so hopefully it lands and doesn't fall into the water so <laughs> yes um, but anyway so moving on uh the <laughs> the ending tale of johnny depp and uh <laughs> the uh what's it called the fantastic beasts uh, saga saga the whatever you want to call them. yeah I, it it was supposed to be 3 movies now it's 5 um, they've replaced him with Mads Mickelson.
1: I I was kind of hoping they were gonna go back to Colin Farrell. I, yeah, because, I'm right there with you. Same. Because again, we've both talked about this. You know, I, I haven't seen the second Fantastic Beasts yet, but the first one, I I thought it was okay. But I was kind of disappointed when. They turned Grindelwald into Johnny Depp. See,
0: I was the same way. I was like, and I love so fantastic. Be the first Fantastic Beast is my favorite Harry Potter movie. Oh wow! Like I like it better than any of the Harry Potter stuff. The second Fantastic Beasts. So it was supposed to be three, and then they decided to stretch it out till five because you know money. Um, money. So the second one was definitely not as good because you kind of like the Hobbit. You get to a point in the movie where you're like, oh, this is where this movie was supposed to end. Okay. So, um, or this is like this is the story that they were gonna tell, but then all of a sudden they've decided to go a different way. Uh so I love Mads Mikkelsen. I think he's great. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Mister Doctor, Mister <laughs> Doctor, if he can't play Thrawn in in Star Wars, if they ever do a live action Thrawn, wink, wink. Um, oh man, you know, I, I I'm I'm excited to see him in more stuff because i think he's a a fantastic actor and what little of hannibal i watched i really enjoyed him um he is the architect of the death star and the architect of why the exhaust port was a failure point so as as galen urso and you know he was great in casino royale if you remember the james bond movie yeah, so the second one Casino the... Royale,
1: not the one back in the fifties, <laughs> not the sixties one. So I I love Matt's Mickelson. Uh, I really liked, I did like him in Doctor Strange, but I thought they could have done so much more with the actor and the character. Yeah, as Casilius. Right. But he's also in a movie called. This is a kind of like those one of those Netflix original called Polar. Okay. Which I haven't is seen a that one. Very. I really like that movie. Um, it also has my girl Catherine Winnick from Vikings. Ooh, in it. I
0: like Catherine Winnick.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I really like him as an actor, and even though I'm, I wish, kind of wish they went the Colin Farrell route because I thought he was great mm-hmm. uh, in the first one, I can't complain about mm-hmm. Mats Mickelson being in this.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a bummer for Johnny Depp because you know he got to do the first two, and you know he doesn't right. he doesn't get to you know finish it out. But whatever, it's it is what it is. I I think they went out and got like in the actor draft they got the best available you know player. For this, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, and and the fact that he can change shapes and things like that. Um, we're about to have some really interesting accents between him and Jude Law, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, because Mads Mikkelsen has a very interesting accent, um, because he's yeah. Swedish or whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> um, but Jude Law is definitely very English. So it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to, to just listen to them talk.
1: <laughs> right. That, that I don't even think of. but I do, I do like him as an as an actor in general and I have never seen Hannibal that's kind of on my maybe one day list
0: yeah it's on amazon right now it's it's not like I've only watched a little bit of it it's not bad um it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like you have to be in a mood to watch it in my opinion okay. like cuz it's dark yeah. I mean it's dark and it's cannibalism and it's 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 Hannibal Lecter so you're kind of sitting there watching and being like oh hey like let's compare this to Sir Anthony Edwards, or or Sir Anthony Edwards, Sir Anthony Hopkins.
1: Uh, United Anthony Edwards. I did, yeah. You know, well,
0: you know, Goose Goose deserves it. Rip Goose. Goose is one that definitely has to rest in power. (laughs) Damn injection. All right, moving on to the next one. We've got some some season three uh, reveals. Some more costume reveals for uh for Titans for the Titans character. And how do you say Anna's last name?
1: Yeah, uh, Dob, uh Diop?
0: Diop. Diop? Diop? Anyway, let's say let's go with Diop. Um so they released the the uh Star Girl costume. Uh I got to say she looks ready for Mardi Gras.
1: <laughs> it kind of reminds me and again, I actually actually like it's a
0: It's, it's really a cool looking, but it's definitely yeah. like very like Mardi Gras esque
1: yeah, it, it reminded me of, just because I had to watch it the other night, um, of the neon Captain Marvel suit when she was going through the different uh changes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It does, not so. does, doesn't does look like it, but it just kind of reminded me of it for some reason. But this is definitely a step up because mm-hmm. one of the huge things people complained about, especially in season one when they first saw some of the behind-the-scenes... Oh, foot, the or, fur you know, coat?
0: Yeah, the... Yeah. um so, the yeah. Streetwalker esque, <laughs> right. which
1: to be, it made sense, but it was something that probably probably shouldn't have have her wear wore. as, as long as they seasons. did. Yeah,
0: I will yeah. say the the concept art that they they put in this tweet next to the, uh, you know, the her in the costume, uh, mm-hmm. I think it looks really really cool. And um, my question is 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 her hair going to be red? Because it's very dark, uh, like dark brown, almost black. In the promo picture, and I, I really, I really like. I don't know about you, but I love the neon red hair that she has. Yeah, and so in in the show, and and I really hope that it's like, oh hey, yeah, we just did this for the the promo picture, and we'll you know we'll make sure she's got the 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 nice red hair.
1: Right. That yeah, they definitely should keep it as that that color, or even. Is, they need to keep it the reddish color mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her. It's definitely an improvement. Yeah. I really It's definitely an improvement.
0: Yeah. She's really, really grown been, on I, me too throughout the show.
1: Yeah. I was about to say I, I do like her as a character. And and you know, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen her in anything else.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I I don't I don't know what else she's been in. Um but she's really I think she's really good at Starfire. I like the route that they went with her in season 2, but again, it was like one too many storylines that they layered on top of everything. Um as soon as I'm done with the Expanse, I'm actually going to go back and rewatch Titans from the beginning since it's all on HBO Max now, um, and I only watched oh. like I've only watched th- all the way through once, so yeah, right. But uh, but yeah, so Do I don't have know,
1: do we have a release date yet for season 3? Uh, it did
0: I have not seen anything. It might be out okay. there. I just haven't I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, I haven't seen I just but, haven't seen anything. Um there's links to all of this in the show notes. Um so, you know, it, it's definitely worth checking out. It's really like I said, it, it's really it's really cool what what they're the direction they're taking her and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, hopefully. Like I said, she has the the bright red hair, but even if she doesn't, she's one, she's beautiful. And two, she's a really good actress. So, yeah, um, let me let me flip that one. She's a really good actress and two. She's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's give her credit for her craft. Um, Right. But yeah. All right. So so the next story uh, we have up is the Star Wars story groups. um, Matt Martin, who is like some people consider him to be like Pablo Hidalgo's heir apparent to lead the, um, the story group one day has, has come out and admits that he, uh, has a lack of rebels and rep or I'm sorry, the lack of a lack of rebel and Republic B wing knowledge as the B wing is getting introduced to the, uh, to squadrons, which is the whole reason we bought the game. <laughs> or well the whole reason I bought the game.
1: <laughs> I was about to say the whole reason
0: you bought the but game. But <laughs> he, he tweeted he tweeted out all you weird B Wing stands, got your wish. You happy now. And then uh he he went on to talk about how uh he just doesn't he doesn't know why it was called the B Wing. He he didn't know why uh, he says I guess it looks like a B sort of from all sides and, and so people were were, you know, educating him. On it, um, so the real ring, real real reason it was called the B wing is because uh, Bill George had so much input on the Starship development uh, during the uh, Return of the Jedi. It was called the Bill Wing Fighter, the B wing, which was later retconned in Rebels to be called the Blade Wing when the Mon Calamari engineer on the weird planet where ships couldn't land or take off uh, had built it. So. You know, I this so the reason I want to talk about this is not to drag Matt Martin, but to kind of drag the story group again because these people aren't fans of Star Wars. No, and, and I don't think you have to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead and you go. And
1: this is the, you know, this is one of those things where on the surface it seems like we're nitpicking, but not really. If you're a major part of a story group of a franchise like Star Wars. One, that's something you should you should know. And two, if you don't, it's very easy to look it up and educate yourself. As one yep. of the responses said, it took me less than thirty seconds to find it on Wikipedia. Yeah,
0: Wikipedia is a great resource. And but the thing is, is like the story group should be putting out yep. a resource like wikipedia like this is yes. like to let us know what's actual canon and what's not um because right. of all this stuff because when when they first announced like they were doing away with the eu and calling it legends and then it was going to be the disney canon they were like all the games all the books all the comics it's all canon yet they contradict them contradict themselves constantly um i want to read these guys the tweets i said or tweets the texts i sent you earlier today um okay. so i was thinking about the mando Um, and why it works and where the movies didn't. Um, and so the first one here is with the show, they're giving us new stuff, but basing it off actual the actual past of the franchise. So when normies, no offense, see things like Ahsoka on there, um, or hear a name like, you know, redacted till later in this episode, um, they have a (laughs) point of reference to go back and learn about star Wars and understand it better. And hopefully like, you know, enjoy, well, hopefully enjoy it. Um, The movies just introduced new shit um, and it was more of a retread that was out of context for the rest of Star Wars. And so they, you know, you you replied back, they didn't take it. They didn't take chances or even build on the past like Mando does. I said, nope, that's because they had activists doing the movies. Um, Yeah. You know, and and so I, I think the big the big thing here that. The story group, I, I I'm not sure how much involvement they have because Dave Filoni is, you know, the Padawan. Like he he is, you know, he was the learner, but he is now the master. <laughs> I I don't know how much he needs them. And you know, John is a huge fan of Star Wars. He has been for a long time, John Favreau. And and, and it tells and it shows how much they care. Um and and while you know the Mandalorian season two has been really good uh, I know a lot of people didn't like the second episode and, and they were like using that as an excuse to call the season boring um the season is not boring but not at all I, I think we get to see the love and care with which they craft this show and seeing yeah. like you know and and, and we'll, we'll segue into uh Oh, well, no, we got to talk about Holden. But seeing the way ahsoka was introduced, that was with one hundred percent loving care.
1: Yes, so. and so everything about the Mandalorian so far has felt like even episode two, which again, is my least favorite, but I still liked it mm-hmm. episode of this season. There are things about it that you can feel the people behind it. Care for the franchise. While as much as I liked The Force Awakens, which I did like it, and you know the other movies not as much, it felt more like a corporate stamp was put on the movie, sure. and there was no. It's you know it's like getting you know making a homemade pie versus getting one you know from a store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, almost always the homemade pie is going to be better. You know, you know if grandma or you know whoever mom's cooking it or what have you, and that's 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 how I look at. You know, you, you can feel the love put into it as, you know, the mushrooms, as you mentioned, with uh, Cass. Right. Or, or Alex. With Alex. <laughs> yeah, versus that corporate stamp of, okay, we're just shelling something out
0: for, mm-hmm.
1: we're not doing it really for, the, we're doing it for the money. I mean, that's kind of
0: what um the resistance felt like, you know, if you want to talk about, like. Ha- like that corporateness you had. The Clone Wars you had. Rebels, right? Rebels was right. Was very much a Disney property. It it was <laughs> it was steeped in lore, and they pulled a lot of the legends stuff that was uncanonized back into canon. And right. then, um, you know, the Clone Wars with season seven, the the final season, like they they oh, recanonized man, so a ton of stuff. But then Resistance was just kind of like, I never saw that one. This is happening during the and uh, uh, this this is right before the end of the force awakens and um during the last jedi rubber stamp you know and and there was just nothing to it it was it was just kind of star star noise not star wars right so um so yeah i i don't i don't know i, I think uh i i you know I, I i love the the way the mandalorian's going and i can't wait to see the expanded <coughs> felony verse with the ahsoka standoff or you know spin off and we'll get to that more so let's let's jump yeah. to um the uh the captains the captains so so this is like like we said like i said um we're gonna we're gonna do this kind of breakdown of who the characters are if you guys haven't seen it because i know a lot of people watch this but like i've actually talked to a lot of my friends and i'm like have you watched the expanse yet and they're like no what's well, the expanse I'm like, oh, my God, do I have the show for you? And here's some audible credits. Get the books. Um, (laughs) I'm always I'm always encouraging people to read the books for for this series um, before watching the show.
1: Yeah. And that's what. Yeah, I I think I told you that I did. I I think I read the books, probably uh, start reading them a couple years before. Like I didn't even know that was before I even knew a show was happening. Right. And I just, I was just, I wanted some sci-fi that wasn't Star Wars, something different. Mm-hmm. I was just like, huh, what's this Expanse thing? So well, you I'll just buy it, real quick. Yeah,
0: you and David Griffin were were really pushing me to watch the Expanse, um, and and I remember watching the first season and loving it. And I was getting ready to start watching the second season because the third season was on. And then they announced this is it on sci fi, no more. And I was like, Well, I'm not I'm not gonna watch any more of this. <laughs> so I read the books and um, you know, fell in love. So so yeah, and I you know, I had that frame of reference of who the characters were from the show, but when you get the the deep like James S. A. Co- Corey, Comey, whatever, um universe that they've built, it's it's just it's fantastic. So Holden is like so we're we're talking about the the TV version of Holden um who is played by Steve Strait um as James Jim sometimes Holden he's the captain of the Rocinante which is their uh, their Martian attack corvette um and so just a quick bio on him he was born between 30 BXT and 21 BXT in Montana on Earth um he joined uh, so he had eight parents five dads and three moms and he is a genetic mix of all of them
1: yeah that <laughs> so, that in itself that that is really interesting how they you know they yeah. did
0: that yeah. so they 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 are uh they had a his parents had a giant like land area in montana like a farm and and, and it was a preserve a ton of green space and things like that And essentially it was a, it was a co-op that they had a kid to protect their rights. Um, and by doing it that way, you know, it was great. Um, so growing up, he was, you know, led to kind of be a leader or bred to be a leader, um, of what some of the people on earth looked at as like very like cultist, like zealot, like things. Um, but his, his mother, Elise told him to, to leave. Um, to go go live a better life. And he ended up joining the United Nations mm-hmm. Navy. Um, but then was discharged dishonorably discharged after seven years when he tried to and missed punch a superior officer. when he, he broke his hand. He had a bulkhead. So from there he was the I guess unofficial first officer uh, or you know XO executive officer on an ice hauler called the Canterbury um, where he was kind of the guy to, to get things done. Like kind of like, if you think at that point, start star track, he was like Riker. Yeah. Um, You know, getting, getting busy with, with the female crew and um, you know, all of that fun stuff. Everyone loved him. He was the fun, jovial guy playing poker, all all that fun stuff. Um, But then, the Canterbury is coming back from an ice hall and they come across a beacon. Um, and the captain decides to ignore it. And then Jim, which, what? Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Which originally Holden backs his play,
0: yeah, which
1: and then you know has a uh, what, what you would call a crisis of conscience. And what he does, and this sets off everything, it, it expands, he logs the call, which means that they're actually on the Canterbury, and the I think the corporation is actually on the hook.
0: Yeah, pure and clean.
1: To answer that, yeah. <laughs> on, <laughs> I love those shirts. Like, one of the people I you know, listen to, they have that pure and clean shirt. Yeah. But, so, you know, and again, part of it was because of Ade, who is the navigator that he's sleeping with mm-hmm. at the time. She, she doesn't necessarily guilt him in, but she initially is like, how can we ignore this call? And then Holton's like, hey, the cap's right in this. You know, yeah. We need to get our bonus. We have to get in the berth to get our bonus.
0: Well, so a little background there is they have to, like, if there's a uh, distress call out there, like, kind of the unwritten rule is you respond to it. Because if you have a, a distress a stress call, you want people to reach out and help you.
1: Right. So, from there, you know he logs the call and everything and and this is this kind of shows like holding at his best or mm-hmm. just holding at his core is always trying to do the right thing, yeah. even if it's you know regardless of circumstances, he's always trying to do the right thing now he doesn't always go about doing the right thing in the most uh, efficient way or the most. Logical way because it, I remember I remember at one point I told you that uh Holden is I can't remember what I, how I phrased it but you were like no Holden has no chill
0: no there's no chill in the sense of um yeah. I I think in the first Blade movie they describe Holden to a T with a specific line um some other are always trying to ice skate uphill. I love that line like I I mean that's what he does he he's he's constantly fighting for what he thinks is right um and he won't back down once he's he's like a dog with a bone like he will not back down Mm -hmm. once he's dug in so um so what so you know the what by him lodging that call the Canterbury eventually is destroyed uh and killing everybody on 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 the ship except for Um, a guy named shed who, you know, doesn't last very long, Naomi, Amos, and Alex, who be end up becoming the crew of the Rosinante. And there, there's a ton of stuff that happens there, but let's, so when he becomes the captain of the Rosinante is when we really like, they elect him to be the captain because, you know, I mean, he's the best one for the job, but he's responsible for saving more lives in the galaxy than anybody. And it's it's because of that that strict sense of right righteousness, right? Thinking thinking about like uh in Thor was it the Dark World where Loki was, you know, wearing the um the armor, uh the cap where he, you know, s- switched into cap and he's like, I feel the righteousness in the goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um that, that's another good way to look at Holden. Um but yeah, so when you look at so some of the captains that I picked. Right. We have Captain Kirk, uh, Mal Reynolds, Han Solo, Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, I did not put Captain in front of Jean-Luc Picard because, you know, he's, he's Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, and then <laughs> Captain Catherine Jane Janeway. Uh, and then I picked a character from a show called Lex, uh, Stanley Tweedle. He was the captain of the Lex, um, kind of inadvertently. Uh, Because Stanley is the 100% antithesis of, of Holden. He'll do whatever he can to not do the right thing.
1: Oh, wow. So,
0: I mean, (laughs) he's he's just a, a he's a sniveling little, like, you know, weasel. He was a, uh, what was it? Where'd he go? He, he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be a captain of a ship. He, he was a security guard class four. Um, so, and he ends up becoming the, uh, he was a traitor and, and helped, sev and take the lex and and you know travel around and and do what they do and the lex to i think i think the lex eats planets or destroys planets for fuel um which he had no he like kind of did it with joy he never really worried about it um so you know he was he was one of these ones who like it's kind of the opposite of holden right he he doesn't necessarily want to do what what's right where that's the opposite
1: Okay, so, so that's one. That's the only captain on here I don't have any familiarity yeah. with, and that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I think of all the captains that we have listed, he's most like Janeway.
1: Oh, in the sense of, are you talking about Holden or yeah Holden.
0: Tweedle? Yeah, no Holden. Okay, so. yeah,
1: okay, yeah. And one of the one, and I'm just looking at this list. It's funny that the only and other than Tweedle, and you could speak more to mm-hmm. this, but I'm looking at it, and the only one who You know, all of these people on this list are either on the side of—I would—I don't want to say the good, but I would say more, say like kind of like the victors. Mm -hmm. And then you look at Mal Reynolds, which a lot of times you rarely see—you know—a you know on a show like these where you have the main character that's on the losing side. Right. And, you know, Mal Reynolds, when, you know, in the whole Serenity, Firefly universe, whatever you want to call it, he his, his he was actually on the losing side of a basically the Civil War. Right. And a lot of what Mal does, I see there's that chip on his shoulder, you know, that, you know, his side lost. Mm-hmm. And so now he's just trying to make ends in the universe you know, and not the best ways, smuggling ways, but he still has a sense of he, I. he still can't get rid of his conscience. I, I would right. say that, um, but he's still like, kind of like Han Solo is, you know, a smuggler and a shifty dude. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Mao, they're, they're similar in that regard that they're both very shifty. You know, like if you look at the, you know, the graph of good versus, you know, good to great like you know I'd say John Luke Picard is even though he has his own demons he's probably one that's kind of almost the closest one I would say that's by the book I would think of of these characters Mm -hmm. because Janeway again Janeway is and again you've mentioned how you think Janeway is one of the best or the best captain in the Star Trek universe
0: yeah which is funny because I hate Voyager (laughs)
1: <laughs> i actually like voyager although it's it's one of those that when i've watched it in the last few years it's kind of there are parts that is very aged very poorly mm-hmm. um but i like jane way because again her she is just think of being a captain and just being thrown out into the middle of nowhere and you have to do what you have to do to survive mm-hmm. but also keeping your tenets of what you believe right so I think she – well, she and – and this is great because I was about to say she and Holden probably have the most difficult job of any of these captains Yeah. in the sense of what they're against, well, what they're up against. And
0: I, I – so like kind of like thinking like D&D, right? Like they're all I, – I think Kirk is probably, <clears throat> um, you know, chaotic good because, you know, he, he's – He likes to do that. And I think Holden kind of has that chaotic, good tendency to him because, you know, everything be damned. Um, He's going to go. I I think um, I think Solo and and Reynolds are a little of the the lawful evil. Um, Mm -hmm. They're they're willing to do bad. Um, You know, I think Janeway is is true neutral when it comes to that. And I think I think Holden gets there. Because he just wants to protect everybody,
1: right. right? And yeah, and I I love watching his journey as a captain, mm-hmm. because again, one of the things in the first episode, uh, and I, I I rewatched the you know the first episode the other day, is that when the 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 official EXO kind of gets space dementia, whatever you want to call it, goes crazy,
0: yeah, in, in a way, madness.
1: just bre- just has a yeah, just has a mental breakdown. You know, the captain's like, hey. This is yours now. And Holden's like, I don't want this. I, I
0: don't. No, thank you. <laughs> you. You put that right back in your pocket. I don't want that XO yeah. badge. <laughs> no, thank you. So, but
1: as the series goes on, like even as the first season goes on, you see him become that reluctant leader. Mm-hmm. Go from being reluctant to being, hey, I need to do this. Right. And, and stepping up and you know doing what needs to be
0: done. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, so no, I like I said, like I think because Janeway though, like looks at her crew as a family, and and Holden is definitely the the patriarch of the Rossenante family. family. That that's kind of like what draws her like there for me. Like I, I left Archer off of this list, um, just because I didn't want to do all the Star Trek captains. Um, right. <laughs> I, I wanted to shake it up <laughs> a little bit but i i think the the other side of of picard as the diplomat with holden as the diplomat especially kind of later on in his career as the captain of the rosinante um or even i guess at the beginning of his career as the rosinante as as being um viewed as someone who can work with earth and mars and the opa um Mm -hmm. after they figure out he's not a, a terrorist um you know is is one of those things and that's why like in season um, three and, and in book four when they go out to the ring and the and, uh, you know Clarissa, Clarissa Mao makes the fake message that's why it's like so powerful when he's like no I'm, I've decided I am going to be a terrorist you guys were alright with the fake message and everyone's like well we gotta just blow him up now because you know this guy is more trouble than he's worth Right,
1: and it's funny you said that about the whole terrorist thing because one of the things Janeway does is she makes her second, her you know her second in command was he was a terrorist. Yeah, Chakotay, uh, Chakotay was Chakotay. Uh, he, um, um,
0: but, um, for the Mahdi, Maquis. Maquis, yeah. So
1: yeah, so and again, that was one of those circumstances she saw him as you know the best fit for mm-hmm. the job, and their circumstances where again they're in, they get whacked into the Delta co- quadrant. Right.
0: And, yeah. and that's what Holden eventually becomes is the best person for the job.
1: Yeah. And it's so. one of those. And, and again, it's not that he asked for it, but sometimes leadership is thrust upon you. Yep. And he eventually realizes, you know, this is on me. I have to do this. Yeah.
0: Like you so, didn't ask I, to be part of the F.S. podcast. It was thrust upon you and you have, <laughs> you have risen with grace and aplomb. Good, sir. <laughs> I like that word aplomb. I do, too. That's why I said it. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So this is James Holden. He is the, the cornerstone character for The Expanse. Um, so next week we're going to talk about Naomi and Alex because we've only got three weeks. So we're going to we're going to put Naomi and Alex together because I feel like they are a little bit of, of polar polarized characters for the show. Alex is a certain way and, and Naomi is a certain way, especially the show version of Naomi um, and right. I think it'll be good to kind of compare The two of them and, and what they bring To the Rosinante And the crew and and, and Where their leanings of, of like their leanings Of right and wrong get in the way Right so and then we're going to so, Close out with Amos because I mean we could which, Probably we could literally talk about Amos for like Three straight hours yeah. and, and it would be all right So Amos is I
1: mean all you, What can you say is other than he's Amos Burton yeah
0: he's Amos Burton so Or is he? Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Alright, so moving on To the Mandalorian Chapter, what chapter are we on? 13 um, Yes, the Lucky Jedi 13. Yep, so this is the uh, First episode of the season that was Not written by John Favreau, it was written by Dave Filoni And then it was also Directed by uh, David J. Filoni um, As well And in this uh I did not put the new cast. Um anyway, so yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of uh I mean let's let's just go through it. So this 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 episode, like Flony didn't like excuse my French, but did not fuck around with this episode. I mean, he got right to the Ahsoka Tano. Oh, by the way, spoilers.
1: Yes. Spoiler, spoilers, spoilers,
0: spoilers. Um, yeah, spoilers. Hashtag spoilers, at spoilers, um, links to spoilers, just spoilers. Um, but no, I mean, Ahsoka just got down to it. And, and she she had the twin lightsabers. She was using the fours. She was hunting the guards. Um, you know, she she did some killing.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Blade a few minutes ago. And it's because this intro really reminded me of again, one of my favorite movie introductions was Blade in um oh, in that um, club. Know, the movie. Yeah, in the yes. in the
0: club. That was and, that was awesome.
1: And one of the things I love with Ahsoka is how she would disappear into the shadows. And sometimes you you know they there were a couple of shots where you only saw her from a distance and her activate her lightsaber, mm-hmm. then she deactivates it and she's gone.
0: Yeah, and she just fades away into nothing. It was it was so very very cool the way they did all of that. Um it was beautifully shot. I I think I think the uh the director of photography um did an amazing job with that. And, and Filoni, Feloni, I mean you could tell like this this was based off of animation, right? Like it mm-hmm. was framed out with these beautiful like still shots and like hero shots if you will like framing her framing the bad guys framing the background um you know i I think the other really cool thing is like so the second time i watched this i had my headphones on um so i have the airpod pros and they have the spatial audio and man that was the way to watch this show because you hear everything and like as you turn your head like the audio goes with you and it, it was really really cool that
1: would have been i thought about using my headphones i don't probably don't have you know the versions you do but i have some pretty good headphones yeah i mean if you have decent headphones it's worth it and i thought about using them the second time and i did guess (sighs) i'm gonna gonna have to watch it again
0: yep so i mean like if i could go buy this episode on itunes right now i would just buy it and own it and have it forever so um not, a, not, not the same on Amazon because, you know, they don't want you to keep stuff forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so even though I came down on like the pro Amazon side, on that, <laughs> anyway, um, but no, it, 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 there, there's just so much cool stuff that happens in, in this episode. And, and, you know, it, you, we get right to it and we, we learn that she's on, on, you know, Corvus, um, in the city of Kaladin, um, Shout out to Dune there, and, and she gets to the gate and she um, is confronted by the magistrate, I guess um, Morgan Elsbeth, who was a former imperial, and her hired gun, as Mando calls him, Lang, played by uh, Kyle Reese himself, Michael Bean.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. He's looking old. Yeah, I, I it I didn't actually realize it was him until the scene when mando when he walks out you know outside oh, okay. with
0: Mando. yeah okay okay yeah i like Man-like. i was i recognized him and i knew i knew he was going to be in this season i didn't know which episode he was going to be in um but yeah and so then she's talking to the magistrate the magistrate's like i don't care about these people i will kill 110 100 it doesn't matter to me like you're, you're you're not getting in here um and so she gives her uh, Ahsoka gives the magistrate a day to think about it. It's like, this is the most gunslinger thing. It's like, it was such a yes. great, like spaghetti Western Um, that was, that was happening. And, and it was really cool. So then from there we, we go back to, okay, I'm going to say this. I, I said it to you before we started this season, the only purpose the Mandalorian serves is to show us what's happening in the rest of the galaxy. I firmly believe that is the point of season two
1: it's really hard to argue that when you look, if you just break it down episode by episode. And again, again, I've always compared it to the whole role RPG Mm -hmm. open world type. He's going from place to place. And again, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but he gets his little, he has this exotic weapons quest he gets. Right. And so that's, I I didn't think about that until you said it. And it was one of those things where It just clicked into place yeah and i don't mind that at all no
0: i don't mind it either um because i like you know there's a lot of people who think the mandalorian's the most boring character on the show which i disagree with that i mean there's there's a lot there especially finding out he's a cultist um (laughs) anyway so they're flying the razor crest coming in and uh they're out in space and the the child we're not going to call him that for much longer the child uh baby yoda is trying to steal the ball off of the gear shift again
1: again yeah. and he's
0: like he's like no i told you to stop that and they like you know you go, go sit in your seat we're gonna land like you know you gotta you gotta be gotta behave dude um and they land and you know they're they're getting ready to go look around the the city to try and find ahsoka and lo and behold the child baby yoda has the ball <laughs> oh what a what a what a little what are you shit. gonna
1: do with this kid
0: well we'll get to well, that well we will definitely get to that so they go he goes to the town and he's like you know yeah no i'm a hunter i'm just looking for a layover like you know i'm just been busy flying around doing my thing and they let him in yeah. i thought that was and, really weird yeah I, I and you do you did you
1: notice that and again, he takes, you know, as a cultist, he takes his oath seriously. Mm-hmm. So when he asked, when, um, was this Lang? Yeah. Lang. Asked him, are you a part of the guild? What he says is, last time I checked. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, is hilarious is because. That, is
0: that not a, uh, a, a red flag? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it looked like Lang gave him that look like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Are but you, I'm going to let him in
0: anyway. Are, are you sure? you're uh, in the guild but anyway it, it was very funny and you know it, it was he's going through and he comes he, you know he gets taken to the magistrate after he's walking through the town trying to get people to talk to him and people just run away they're like nope nope we're not going to talk to you and you um you had wing uh this is the character's name being like don't don't talk to anybody don't don't talk to him don't talk to me don't talk to her uh just just please go um Played by Wing Tao Cho, was um, was was very interesting to to see w- what was happening there. So he gets taken to Magistrate uh, Elsbeth. And... Oh, and before that, oh, yeah, he sorry. does
1: see. He also sees, you know, the quote unquote, not quote unquote, but the pseudo crucifix line of people in these cages.
0: Oh, yeah, the caged people, so sporadically
1: shocked. Yeah, or electric, like whatever you want to call it.
0: You know, maybe that's the answer to Twitter.
1: Very good. I like that.
0: <laughs> you want to go on Twitter? Zzz.
1: <laughs> Put him in the cage.
0: I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll get people to behave. Uh, anyway, so no, he meets up with the magistrate and she's like, you're a Mandalorian. I've got a Jedi problem. And he he plays he's like, oh yeah, i'm I'm a Jedi hunter. I know all about them. The dude did not know about the force until like a week ago.
1: yeah, and again, it's when she said, "Hey, I'll give you this if you kill the Jedi. yeah, what does he say? Where is this Jedi He yeah. doesn't say I'll do it no he says he's
0: just, where, where am I going? uh I <laughs> would like that best car staff. yes, please and thank you <laughs> um. <laughs> and that, that staff was awesome um, I loved it when she handed like I love how she kind of like put it into like a defensive posture and then presented it to him and he took it and he banged it and like the sound and again the sounds in this episode like with the Beskar sounds and the lightsaber sounds um, Ahsoka's lightsabers sound different than any other lightsabers we've heard um, right because they're pure white because she, she um, purified the bleed That happened when the inquisitor from the inquisitor who she stole them from or defeated and and took them but anyway um nerding out uh (laughs) they so he goes off and and he finds her and they have a great little fight um of course this is par for the course from the mandalorian right he meets someone he fights them they defeat him yeah (laughs) this is the only way he finds allies (laughs) <laughs> and the only one
1: the one we didn't get a chance to see was him against the marshal in yeah. the first episode
0: but i imagine he would have lost that one too but anyway <laughs> um so yeah so he he they're fighting and then he's like ahsoka tano and she's like "Well, that that is me that is i how may i be of service to you good sir um <laughs> but then she notices the child and he's like, "I found this thing. I've been tasked to bring it to you, so you can train it, and I can go back to doing what I was doing, whatever that was." Um, and so Ahsoka's like, "Well, all right. Let me commune with the little guy." And they do, and we learn his name, Grogu. Grogu. I love it. I love it. I'm not even yeah. complaining about it. <laughs> um. So. We learned a lot in this episode about grogu who we are never going to refer to as the child or baby Yoda ever again um and I'm gonna call him Gorgu it's just gonna happen I'm probably <laughs> gonna call him baby Groot a couple times um but grogu and ahsoka like sit down they deal with it they they do their their uh, their Padawan thing because neither of them are Jedi um and we find out that grogu was raised in the Jedi Temple.
1: Yes, and that I have so many questions. And so Yoda we and Yaddle got later.
0: busy.
1: <laughs> so we, we also find out that you know all these years he's been hiding. He, mm-hmm. you know, he feels that isolation. He feels being alone. He's been hiding his powers for all that time. And I, I, I thought it was interesting that she asked, "Is can he still use the Force?"
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, he has powers." She's like, "No, the Force gives him those powers, dude. Get with the program." <laughs> understand what's happening, please. And thank you. Um, I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure Ahsoka was thinking in her head, man, this is, this guy's a
0: normie. mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Totes, totes normie this one. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was really cool. Like, so we found out that he, he was in the Jedi temple. Um, he was alone for several years. He hid his powers to survive. So, you know, there, there was something that he was taught there. But they've been fading due to their Unuse and the fear and anger that he Feels Um, and he's repressed A bunch of memories I thought that was the really Interesting point
1: yeah and I was Going to say that is that I think that Is huge because That could answer some of my questions Considering that he he has That he acts like such He acts like a child yeah And the fact that he's been Trained for he was trained for years He's, you know, 50-ish years old or however old he is. It doesn't add up. But when she's, you know, finding out that he's suppressing all these memories, I think as we learn a little bit more about the memories he's suppressing, a lot of this, you know, his mental acumen and where it is right now will make more sense.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And then she decides she's not going to train him. Um, and, And she says... I've seen this before, um, Jedi who had this fear and this anger and what happens to them. Yeah. Um, I saw it in the very best of us.
1: Yeah. She's like, yeah, I love that, that line.
0: So, you know, I mean, at this point she's, she's fought Vader, been rescued by Ezra, um, in the, in the, you know, the dark place or whatever the world between worlds. Um, I really hope that comes into play at some point in this this whole Star Wars thing. I really, really do. Um, but she she says I'm not gonna I'm not gonna train them. Um, but you and I have a a quest that we have to go on, and and we gotta go uh, take care of this old magistrate issue that I I have happening.
1: Yeah, and then you know, Mando says, "Hey, if I do this for you, you have to you have to take care of him,
0: and train yeah. him." And she's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I'll do it. Never trust a non-Jedi, Daryl. Never trust a non-Jedi. Um, <laughs> that's the story. The the Jedi's who are not Jedi's do not trust them. Um, yeah. they are they are unsavory, if you will. I, I gotta say, Rosario Dawson was perfect as Ahsoka. Like the cadence of her voice matched Ashley's voice acting. Um for the many years that she played Ahsoka across the different um, shows, um, the the way she carried herself, the physicality with her with the lightsaber, that was kind of my big concern um, mm-hmm. is how she would she would handle lightsabers. But she put in the work, and you could tell, um, mm-hmm. especially when uh they went back in and there were a couple times where I'm I'm relatively 100% sure, certain it was stunt doubles like when she did some of the flippy stuff but it was great to yeah. see the Ahsoka <clears throat> acrobatics in there um the the one thing the Tegruda tendrils I forget what they're actually called they were a little small compared to what we saw them as on Rebels right you know it kind of looked closer to like her early Clone Wars days size um and and I got over that really quicky, quicky, really quickly. Um, it was words are hard, Daryl. Words are hard. So it, hey, so, it was. I'm an hour in before words were hard. So you know, let's, <laughs> let's let's chalk that one up as a victory. Uh, so my
1: my minor gripe, and again, this is as minor as it can be, where some of these fight scenes were, like the editing was a little bit off, mm-hmm. and I liken it to captain america winter soldier the freeway fight with captain oh yeah or captain the winter soldier you could see where some of the cuts were mm-hmm. and it's it's they it's minute you know it's one of those things that like most people won't pay attention to but you know i'm a nerd about yeah. some of these things so, so i caught that but other than that i love the action scenes
0: in yeah this. they were great they were so great um yeah so they head back out to the um to the citadel city whatever and and you know she she goes in and she makes her way in and and she's like yeah you know that uh that bounty hunter you sent after me he's dead and she throws out the uh the mudhorn pulpit or whatever it's called pauldron uh and you know then they they get to killing
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, granted she does most of it
0: but uh, he does a he does a fair bit of killing like i i thought Uh, You know I feel like he's gotten A little bit of a bad rap The last few weeks Like making Making Mm -hmm. Mando Kind of look like Less of a warrior Than the other Warriors that he's encountered Uh, I thought I thought he did A pretty good job This time So
1: What One thing that I Really liked about And it has nothing to do With Ahsoka And Mando Is A lot of times You see someone Who Is like I'm not strong enough What can I do You know And we were talking about Holding you know, Doing the right thing Yeah right and in this even though he knew he he was basically going to die uh wing is was that his name
0: yeah the governor or uh, like, yeah the 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 guy
1: yeah he actually when they're about to kill you know the two soldiers are about to kill the people in the cages or he actually comes out and this is right before mando mm-hmm. you know makes his jetpack entrance yeah I, that says a lot for who that guy is right. and that's that quick scene it shows what type of person or what type of character he is yeah and i really did like that again yeah he, yeah i'm going to my death but i'm going to do what's right
0: yep yeah and and you know i mean he was you know spoiler he was the governor before the magistrate came and then he became magistrate at the end of the episode but you know right. that was that was that was really a cool thing but no the battles like the battle between the the mercenaries and the droids and and lang um were really cool i loved uh i loved the little standoff you know um doc holiday johnny ringo style yeah
1: yeah that was and then like them going back and forth you know yeah that i would say laying during the talking oh, yeah. trying to get a little bit closer because yep. you know he has more of a close quarters weapon mm-hmm. and then they you hearing in the background ahsoka fighting the magistrate
0: and so that was the sound i was talking about when those lightsabers hit the beskar staff it just sounded so cool and I thought that fight was great. I saw some people complaining, uh, complaining like, "Well, Ahsoka should have just owned her." And it's like, Ahsoka was never one to step in and like overly use the Force, especially when it came okay. to like a duel. Um, you know, she wanted to. She, but the other thing too is she wasn't trying to kill this person. She, the um, Elsbeth had um, information that she needed
1: information. And, you know, initially I thought, you know, as what you were saying, I was like, why doesn't she just for a split second? I'm like, she could do this, that, that or the other. And then I thought, no, she needs information. So she can't kill her just out and out. She needs information. And she needs to show mercy.
0: She can't like maim her or anything. Like, you know, she has Mm -hmm. to have a, a whole person there that can tell her where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Which was the Big uh, it's, drop It's like I told drop. you I popped my tits For this one <laughs> um, So yeah Mads Mickelson, let's get them lined up um, Let's get Lars lined up if we can't get Mads Lars does the voice perfectly um, If we want to make Thrawn a completely CG character Mark Thompson who does the books Let's just bring him in to do the voice uh, This is amazing we're getting, we're getting Ezra Berger in live action Yes So let's get Dev Patel on the phone Right now, the dude from iZombie, <laughs> you were fine in iZombie, you are not Ezra Berger. Let's get Dev Patel, let's do it right. And um and yeah.
1: <laughs> and one thing, uh you know, one of the things, you know, after you know the dust was settled, I love that parting shot they show. You know, usually they show Mando in his mm-hmm. ship going, you know, leaving wherever he, there he's leaving to. But in this one, the last what 15 or 20 seconds of the episode. It's all Ahsoka.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this was her her big coming out. This is the, the backdoor pilot yep. to the Ahsoka spinoff. Which I am, after seeing this, very excited for. Well, I told you what they should do right. at this point is they should immediately cancel the Mandalorian and take all of the budget that they have for the Mandalorian and give it to Dave Filoni <laughs> for the Ahsoka show and, and bring in Bo-Katan, bring Cara Dune over, bring Grief Cargo, bring Mando over. That's fine. Mando can have a place in this new world, but let's do the Ahsoka show with double the budget. <laughs> you would not have any complaints from me. So so instead of eight episodes, and, and we're, we'll have 16 episodes. <laughs> and you're never going to hear me say we need more episodes of shows. Um I was
1: just about to say you're one that's uh, 13 at most
0: yeah I mean like let, let's just do 16 let's knock it out let's do 16 Um, double the episodes let's get the run time up from like 34 minutes to around 47 minutes and voila Um, <laughs> but no I mean this was really cool I, I really liked the the relationship that the, the the pseudo like burgeoning relationship built between Dan and uh, Danjarin and Ahsoka Tano um I hope we see her again this season. Um I I think you know one of one of the interesting things to think about here is the the backlash that's happening on that evil platform that shall not be named uh, about the addition of Rosario Dawson is is real and it's 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 uninformed and and silly. so and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna just restate what i've said many times those people who complain about the casting of characters and 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 and, you know things that happen are not fans of star wars disney star wars or otherwise no and and if you know like i like this show this show has been so good um I don't think there's anything more that they could ask for out of it because they put story first. First and foremost, they put story. And that was very evident with this episode. Because this episode could have very well just been Ahsoka flipping around and fighting people with a lightsaber. But no, we we got Gorgu's name. We got some of Gorgu's backstory. We learned that Gorgu is not a clone. We we learned that he's a he's a living boy. Um <laughs> a <laughs> man. He's a young man in, in his species' name. Who's this Gro? Who's this Gorgu? Did I, am I saying it wrong again? <laughs> Grogu. G- Sorry. See? I told you I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> well, Grogu you did, you did... Yeah, I was about to say, you did
1: say, hey, it's going to happen. Grogu. <laughs> yeah,
0: so baby Groot. Um, <laughs> so no, baby Gro- <laughs> baby Grogu here, So who's a 50-year-old man. So I don't think we can call him a baby anymore. He's just little. Uh, he's just a little yeah. fella. But, you know... It, it, <laughs> They they did so much more that they didn't have to do. And I thought the Thrawn name drop, the Grand Admiral Thrawn name drop was just a cherry on top of all of this because it's like they know where they're going. They have this mapped out. This is not the sequel trilogy where they were like, you know, let's just do this first step, you know, and, and like you, I like The Force Awakens. I still like The Force Awakens. I'll go back and watch it. It's the only one that'll i really go back and watch um same here and then they they said let's do the last jedi and throw out everything that we were trying to do to have the world's slowest spaceship chase um i mean because that's what that was it was the world's slowest spaceship chase it like anyway and then you it, know it, yeah and then it's like well let's try and bring it back around with the safest most boring way possible um mm-hmm. while also shitting all over everything that's been done before with the rise of skywalker which i am not a like huge detractor of the rise of skywalker partly because i really liked ray i i thought ray had a ton of potential as a character um <clears throat> i i think the mistake was made that what they should have done is, is ray should have definitely been a main character but the main character of this series should there the the sequel trilogy should have been about the redemption of ben solo yes and 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 Kylo Ren should have been the main character. Um and I think Finn should have had a much larger role as the like co antagonist. The
1: stormtrooper. Yeah. Who yeah.
0: the stormtrooper the, no. the, the baby who became a slave who became a stormtrooper who defied the the supreme leader. <laughs> Wait, that sounds familiar. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like it kind of writes itself. They could have got Ridley Scott to come in and do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, like Ray could have been a gladiator with Finn, and they could have like teamed up together to overthrow everything. And then we don't need any of the resistance bullshit. Um, and then they could have brought all of that to the New Republic and been like, "Hey, you guys are really messing up on the Outer Rim. We fixed your shit for you, but now we're in charge of all of this." And they could have ruled the the galaxy as as you know untrained Jedi one and two,
1: yeah, and like you said, the Mandalorian has put story first, which sadly the you know this the Disney trilogy did not do no, it didn't because they didn't have a plan, no, they didn't even have part of a the plan
0: they didn't even have eleven percent of a plan they they only focused on the minutia,
1: yeah. And that's why I'm loving the Mandalorian so much. It's been is. so
0: it's been so good. Like, like again, the egg eating episode had a point. You know, I mean, Peyton Reed tried to do a horror movie and it didn't really work out, but you know, it it still like pushed the story along. Yeah. So, because we got introduced to the to the you know the New Republic X-wing fighters who, you know, came back and Commander Tiva was like, "Hey, Cardoon, won't you come help and- us out?" Hey man, yeah, and- you're you're where we're gonna wipe these charges away, but put a put a transponder in your ship, young man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this and and again, one thing this series has done, excuse me, is you know we t- they you know you you hear all this stuff about representation and all 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 this thing all these things. You have and it, you've meant you mentioned it before. You have Cara Dune, You have Bo-Katan. Granted, she was from Rebels. And so is Ahsoka Tano, but you have these characters, these women, who are strong, and you know they have great stories.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They're not they're not just put you know on the on you know on here for to check a box. It's they're a part of the story. They're a big part of the story, and they kick ass. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yep, they most certainly the do. more
1: could you want? I mean, that's you know that's you know that when we talk about this stuff and we get frustrated, it's not because it's. You know the representation it's because the representation comes before the story
0: yeah and yeah. the
1: mandalorian has shown how to do it mm-hmm. and there's other shows like we talked about warrior nun yeah you know, way back when another great example
0: yeah that was like forty-four thousand years ago in 2022. yeah
1: yeah so i think Cooper you said like you still had all your original
0: teeth so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mine are filed down
0: now. <laughs> so, yeah, Daryl's been wearing the Mad Max like looking gear. He, last time he came over, he had on, ju- it was like leather pants and like a leather vest with these giant like spikes. It kind of looked like a weird little panthero thing going on, but it was like 40 degrees out. And it's like, dude, where's your coat? And he's like, I don't need a coat. Yeah. I have spikes. I don't need a coat, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, I, I, like, I I think this is the reason why, you know, um, the Mandalorian has been so good. I think this, if this tells the people at Lucasfilm and Disney anything is the keys to the kingdom need to be firmly put in Dave Filoni's hands. Um, as far as story goes, I think as far as, as, as the, the overall running, I would not be offended if that was a John Favreau job, if he ever if he wants it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would not be offended if, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard got to take a bigger part because I feel like her two episodes she's done more in her two episodes. Um, I think than a lot of than than many of the directors have done. I think the only other director who's done more with less was Taika Wakiti with the finale. Of yeah, because
1: yeah, I was about to say he only had one episode, and but I don't even well, know. You know, I don't even know what she's
0: directed before this. I don't think she's but... directed. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I think maybe some TV shows. Like, I mean, but you know, yeah, well, she is. Well, we, we have we a... have these magical devices where we could probably find an answer. Oh yeah, really there's this thing called IMDb. I think it's called. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, she. I mean. But here's the thing: is is like everyone they've picked has been great, but she only got to do one episode last time, and she's only doing one episode this time. And you know, I I, like she she's putting her stamp there as you know, I am, I am, I am a voice to reckon with. And you know, uh, oh wait, that's acting.
1: Yeah, she's directed this movie called Dads. From Apple TV.
0: Oh, I, I
1: Soulmates. Know.
0: That's a short. Oh, Dad's is a documentary. Um oh. Yeah, she did she's just done a <clears> bunch <throat> of shorts. She did a TV movie. She did a segment for that. A TV movie called Call Me Crazy. She did a Vanity Fair mini series. Uh she did one of the episodes. And she's done I mean, like she's got eight director credits. Most of them are shorts. And she's crushed yeah. it. Like she, she, yeah, and like I'm not passionate any, like you know, Deborah Chow, Rick, Rick Fugiyama, um, you know, I, the only director I'm not looking forward to, and and just because I'm I'm just afraid of the direction he's gonna go is is Robert Rodriguez, um, and I don't really want to see Danny Trejo in Star Wars, not that I don't love Danny Trejo, I just don't want to see him in Star Wars, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I you know this has been great uh this episode has you know a a great rating on imdb um it's got a nine point something 9.7 rating on i on the imdb um that's not too bad (laughs) no it's not not bad at all i I do love the uh the mandalorian and child continue their journey through a dangerous galaxy was the summary that is on apple tv or on uh disney plus and on everywhere uh so yeah i don't know um yeah it it was just it was really 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 good um i don't i don't think uh i don't think we like i'm thankful for this how about that like (laughs) of all the things to be thankful for right now which you know there there's plenty i'm i'm thankful for the mandalorian right now
1: yeah and 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 Dave Filoni
0: yes and David G Filoni yeah this was the G stands for straight G (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and yeah
1: and one of the things I've talked about before is you know I don't have that so I didn't see Ahsoka Tano from the beginning yeah like like I went and saw it in the theater
0: like I saw that first like like four episode movie that they put out in the theater when everybody came out of them and like oh my god who was the stupid orange girl <laughs> but like you know there, there was a great thing because Filoni apparently did this on purpose like they wanted to they wanted you not to like her so she could earn her R2D2 place as one of the best characters in Star Wars
1: See, yeah something like that. that that's again we're going back to story that's yeah. You know, he had a plan for mm-hmm. her, and followed through. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one thing, one, and again, one of the things I see sometimes in shows is that heroes is a great example. Is they have a plan, and based on the audience reaction,
0: they throw out that plan. Yeah, hero, and, hero Hamada, or no, no, not hero yeah. Hamada. What was hero's last name? Anyway, but hero, it was it was a yes. prime example of that.
1: So. And again, I didn't know that little tidbit that, you know, that was his plan to have her come out as that annoying brat and then, you know, earn her, you know, earn her, earn her respect.
0: Yep. So you keep your car. I want the respect. (laughs) (laughs) So. So. uh, Yeah. No, this is great. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I like, you know, are we going to see Thrawn on mandalorian i don't think so i think that's something that they would save um i wonder if we're gonna get i mean i I wonder if we're gonna get rex at some point before the end of the season because i i feel like so the rumor is that moff gideon is hiding out on mandalore right so Mm -hmm. i'm assuming the last two episodes are going to be like the retaking of mandalore and we're going to get ahsoka coming back and bo Katan, and the night owls and you know um Cara Dune and Grief Karga and Mando and, and, you know, all of that, like he's going to go get Co- Cobb Vanth and, you know, they're going to, they're going to go and, and do their thing. It's going to be
1: the Avengers moment. <sighs>
0: yeah. So, oh, uh, by the way, speaking of the Avengers, my wife and daughter were watching Endgame and it got to the point where Black Widow and died and I totally took a video of my daughter getting upset and sent it to Daryl. <laughs> And what did I call you? Uh, You told me I'm the greatest person that has ever lived. A monster. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% monster. (laughs) So I I, I, last time we went to Target, I was going to buy the Black Widow Christmas ornament just so I could continually knock it off the tree and Haley could find it on the ground. (laughs) So anyway, I think that's a good spot to end on. So, uh, Yeah. yeah. All right. So the expanse starts in a couple weeks if you guys haven't started watching now is the time you can it's i mean it's three, four seasons Four seasons, um three 13 episode seasons and a 10 episode season so it, it's easy to get through it's super bingeable i i told daryl i was going to watch like one or two a day and i ended up like watching like six in a day one and one of the yeah of the i days.
1: honestly so. to be honest i think i'm gonna do that on my on saturday
0: yeah it's just expanse binge nice nice yeah i'm on episode two of season four so and i took today off of the expanse so i could watch the Mandalorian <laughs> several times but uh but yeah all right well on that note quick thank you to julian brown and matt mitchell for being our uh our patrons you guys can join them at infamouspodcast.com slash patreon um or go to patreon.com slash infamous podcast either way works uh yeah. All right, Daryl, any last words?
1: No, just uh hope you all everybody had a you know good Thanksgiving and again, watch the expanse. Watch a little bit more of the Mandalorian.
0: Yeah. Definitely watch the this episode with headphones on. Like one hundred percent. Cool. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: All right, see ya.
0: Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time later.